All right, people, we are back with Mr. Potato. Oh, my spleen. <laughs> and Mr. Mind Your Mind. Um, also, mind your manners and mind what comes out of your mouth. Um, and make sure that it's based on facts and not emotion. Because facts don't care about your feelings and facts are not racist. <laughs> um, when, we get, when we get enough followers into, I guess, our logical side of things, we're definitely going to promote some merch around, um, around uh, these, these sayings. Hopefully they get some traction. But anyway, we're going to start the second part of the podcast on the body positivity movement. We did the last one on the positive side and now the negative side. So I'm just going to start with... Um, you know, people have probably seen some some prolific um, plus size model um, individuals. I'm trying to be respectful to all <laughs> pronouns and, <Bro. laughs> and and religions and cultures and, and and all that. It's it it's a real mental struggle to try and to try and be so politically correct. It's to, a minefield. To, yeah, it is a minefield, um, and it's confusing. And um, yeah, so there are fat activists. Um, I think it's safe to say that within the body positivity movement. And what's really ironic, two things that are ironic about that is why call it a body positivity movement when you're overweight and moving <laughs> is the hardest part of that. Um, anyway, just, <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd point that out. It, it does seem a little bit contradictory. Look, we're not here to make make fun of the body positivity movement, but we are here to point out, um, I guess, things that are contradictory. Um, yeah, which is one of my pet peeves. And the, I guess the, the, the other thing is it only really applies to women. Oh, yeah. So all these women on, on social media saying that they, they want a voice and they want to feel powerful and brave and independent and, and all the rest of it with being, with being overweight, they're getting legions of followers and you know, masses of sympathy in public um, and social media. But what about a guy who's overweight? He's just called a fat cunt. He, he's, <laughs> he's just John. <laughs> yeah. And, and if he's, he's sitting around his mates, let's say they're all, you know, gym buffed up junkies and there's this fat dude, what are his mates going to say to him? <laughs> they're going to say, Oi, John, you dickhead. Fucking lose some weight, hit the gym, get on a good exercise routine, sort your fucking diet out. Stop eating, you know, Doritos and, and cheeseburgers. Um, and, yeah, make yourself happy again. So I do want to kind of talk about why has this happened? And, yes, it is a gendered issue um, because it only applies on one, you know, sympathy only, only applies to one gender. Um, we will talk about that in other videos, which is part of the hierarchy of victimization. Um, now, men, because we're seen as privileged, um, you know, masculine privilege or, you know, other words that get thrown out there like toxic masculinity. We've talked about this in, in our previous podcasts. Because we're not as far down the, the hierarchy of marginalization, we don't deserve any sympathy. Because if you have privilege, you, you don't have the right to speak your mind. You don't have the right to get special treatment or any special resources. They have to be taken away from you and given to other people that need special treatment. Um, which is part of what we're going to get into today. But let me just start off by talking about um, la in the last couple of podcasts we talk about the transgender movement. And what one similarity I found there is that, you know, similar to trans people, transgender people protesting that anyone not attracted to their gender identity 
is inherently transphobic. Um, now, the thing about that is a, a preference for who you are attracted to is a personal thing. Um, there's nothing phobic about it. But I guess people who are in the fat acceptance movement who are overweight, they consider diet and exercise to be phobic. I guess phobic that's, to themselves. That's so crazy, yeah. Um, and they demand that you find them attractive. Yeah. Which and, is like, what the hell? And they also demand that if you have a healthy weight, you know, really solid diet, or, you know, if you're overweight and you lose weight um, and eat really healthy food, that apparently you're, you're evil and fat phobic for, for following that exercise routine. And we'll get into some crazy doctors that, that spur crap out of their mouth about that. I've heard them say like, oh, you know, like, you know, cause I go to gym and stuff they're like, oh, you're just lucky. You're just born like that. You know, they, they think it's just like, you just, you just get it. Like you, you didn't, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to eat properly and avoid junk food and work out. Like you just magically just get it. It's like, that's another thing they do a lot as well. They think like, you know, people that are in shape and stuff like, oh, you're just born like that. It's like, no, nah, I wake up five in the morning and hit the gym and eat well. So yeah, when I was, when I was, you know, buffing up back in the day, uh, I'd be exercising two hours a day, six days a week. Actually, let me say, I, I never wake up at 5am. Fuck that. Bruh. <laughs> I used to wake up at 5.30, maybe 6. Um, but it was mental fortitude. It took a lot of self-control, self-discipline, motivation, you know. Um, yeah, good routine, good habits, consistency. But, like, here's the thing. Um, fat people say similar things that the transgender people say. If you're not attracted them for, to, to being fat, then you're fat phobic. Well, okay, maybe I'm just not attracted to that body type. So how come it's not okay for me to not be attracted to someone who's overweight, but then overweight people, it's, it's totally fine for them not to be attracted to someone who's thin. And they go a step further and they say that people who are thin have thin privilege. Wow. I've never heard of that, that term. It's been made up. Only since the, the body positivity movement um, within, you know, feminist, um, radical feminism has kind of taken a, a real strong foothold in this issue. They call it thin, thin privilege. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> neither did I. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't exist. I mean... <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I the, can't believe it. I'm not fat phobic and thin privilege at the same time. Um, but what I will agree with is maybe I do have thin privilege if I only need to take up one seat on an airplane and therefore only need to pay for one ticket. Maybe that is thin privilege. I'll accept that. I'll take that on board. Yeah, I'll own that. I wonder if they like me because I'm a potato because they'd want to eat me or if, <laughs> or if I'm a thin potato and they wouldn't like me. Well, apparently the chips taste better. If I got put in trans fats and got like boiled... And they put salt and vinegar on me, then they'd want me. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about that in the last video, how, you know, certain fatty foods are engineered by these company companies to, you know, trigger that response to <laughs> I was just thinking like, cravings. I was just thinking, I was like, why did I start saying that? Then I'm like, my mind goes off in weird tangents. Like the other a while ago I thought in the word Mercedes, there's three different E's in the word Mercedes. <laughs> I'm like, why am I here? And they're all pronounced differently <laughs> in that word. Anyway, that's my potato mind. But yeah, back to the point. Which is quite fascinating. <laughs> so here's one thing that I have heard about recently. And it's, and it's one example of vulnerable narcissism, which applies 
not just to uh, people in the body positivity movement, but pretty much everyone who is at the on the woke left um, of of the radical ideology of things. So, um, when obese people visit their GP, and obviously the GP will tell them it's their job and duty of care that they are at grave risk of an early death and also at risk of multiple health conditions, which is backed up by scores of research and articles, um, including COVID. I think it's like 113% chance that you will get more serious complications from COVID if you're obese. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a 48% increased risk of death of COVID if you are morbidly obese. Whoa. That's not... That's not something to take lightly. That's something to scare, scare the living fat out of your cells. Yeah, literally. If you, if you care about your, <laughs> your health. Um, but here's the thing. Instead of taking on that feedback and going, okay, yeah, maybe I need to kind of listen to that and you know, make some lifestyle changes, they will double down on their efforts, get defensive, call out the GP for being fat phobic, um, go back to their community and basically you know, slander the, the, the GP for, you know, having zero credibility. Um, and then errantly declare through projection and denial that they have never been healthier in their entire life. And that's where you see these videos of Tess Holiday and, you know, other, you know, fat models, um, you know, parading around like it's like they are the most attractive thing since sliced bread. Now, look, I'm personally attracted to a wide variety of shapes and sizes when it comes to women. So I don't, I don't discriminate if, if a woman is, you know, a little on the larger side, but I do have genuine concerns if a woman is overweight for her own health, not because I'm judging her. Um, so there are many people in top fields of behavioral science. So this is kind of getting into everything that the woke left um, is being indoctrinated by. Um, mainly psychology in the areas of influence and persuasion that state that human beings are the only species that will follow an unstable leader. What this means is that many leaders in history don't indoctrinate and manipulate their followers through logic, but they manipulate through emotional reasoning. Uh, they do this in two ways. One, they do it through fear, fear to avoid real or imagined pain. Everyone wants to avoid pain. Mm. That's natural. But then they do it through desperation, desperation to acquire security and happiness. Well, everyone wants to feel safe and everyone wants to feel content Ooh, and happy go, in their go life. Go humans. Go humans. Um, <laughs> But then they use their power position to convince people to appeal to their authority. And people are incredibly um, vulnerable to, 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 to compliance, to, to authority. It doesn't take much. Um, there, there is a, a study that looked at um, people getting electrocuted. Um, it was not, people weren't actually being, being electrocuted. Um, we will talk about it another time because we don't, don't have time to kind of go into that. It is really, really fascinating. Um, but basically, they use their, their power to convince people. And then the leaders and their followers in these radical groups gain compliance. But then also attention, sympathy, special treatment and special resources and false credibility by aligning themselves with a real or imagined moral or ethical position. Um, such as the body positivity movement. So yes, we should accept people of all shapes and sizes. I agree, but you should not accept within yourself to die of an early grave because you are overweight. That's where the health part comes in. Um, but leaders will try to convince you otherwise that you just need to be happy with, with your shape and size 
and make no changes for the rest of your life. People listen to that and, you know, that's all. it all comes down from the media and the government, certain parts of the government that spill out their crap. People will obey authority unconsciously. And this is from an evolutionary perspective because back in the, the caveman, cavewoman, gender pronoun days, <laughs> um, I'm just going to say cave, cave people. Does that, does that appeal to everyone? I think that capsulates... Um, just say, everyone in society. Just say cave potatoes and it'll be all good. Cave potatoes. Or, okay, maybe I identify as a helicopter. So then <laughs> if you call me a, a person or a human being, then you're being helicopter racist. I it's, don't know. It's violence. Yeah, it's violence and I'm, and I'm triggered because you're not identifying <laughs> me as a helicopter. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, if we didn't follow basic rules in, in the cave people days of our leaders within the tribe that claim to keep us safe, then we would be socially ostracized or rejected and the worst thing that a human being can face um, is social isolation, mm. and which means death, basically. Um, so we would be outcasted if we disobeyed the, um, the rules of our society, um, which is why most people will just unconsciously comply with the status quo or the new norm that the, that the media pushes out. And we don't fact check, as I said before. And people are born, like, when you're born, you're, like, it's drummed into you about, you know, everything that goes on, all the rules and stuff like that. You're kind of taught, like, follow the law, you know? Yeah. And look, some of those, some of those rules are fantastic and they, and they keep us safe. But some of them are totally idiotic. Um, but there's roughly 40% of society that will just unconsciously go along with, um, with, with, with the status quo. They won't challenge it. They won't question it. Um, they're kind of blind to it you know it's that saying ignorance is bliss mm. there'll be a 30 percent that will challenge it outright which is why you get all the the protests against the the vaccine mandates um happening at the moment that would be the 30 percent of society kind of having a brain and, and and really having that that awareness but then you'll have the 30 percent that are trying to push these aggressive radical beliefs that are based on um vulnerability emotion hypersensitivity um, not logic and not, not, a, not of a sound mind um, that, that kind of backs it up. So how does this translate to today's modern times? Well, people are being bombarded with, with superficial information in the media at an alarming rate that the brain can't keep up with. And we don't have the patience or self-determination to fact check. And we will go along with the status quo because we associate someone being in a leadership role as having legitimacy or credibility over our lives. And people naturally gravitate um, to conforming to a dominant new norm if it's force-fed down our throats by the media. Um, this is called mass formation. Um, and it's pretty scary when you look into it. It's, it's associated with, um, with, with conformity. Um, and basically, you can, you can trick someone to, um, to basically be persuaded and, and manipulated just by putting on a uniform, even without credentials. Yeah, that's you, true. You could walk up to someone in the in the, the shopping center. They may not work at the shopping center, but if they're wearing the uniform or pretending, you know, there's there's cases of this where people pretend to be cops for this reason because hmm. they don't have power over their lives, so they want to bully other people into yeah. into into following their rules. And they've done some just insanely crazy things to to, to manipulate them. So the same thing is happening with with the government and the body positivity movement. You've got, you've got these very popular people on Instagram or YouTube that already have mass, mass followers, which means they're in a leadership role, like Tess Holliday. So she's a fat model. 
and people will naturally gravitate to her. Um, well, they might they might use their fat cells to gravitate because I think I think <laughs> there's a Simpsons episode yeah. where um, where I think Bart he uh, no, it's not Simpsons. It's Family Guy. Where um, what's the what's the dad in Family Guy? What's his name again? Peter. Peter. Yeah, it's an it's an episode where they're talking about him needing to lose weight and that he has a magnetic field that only food is attracted to. So anyway, that's just my my tangent. <laughs> Um, I can make fun of it if I'm poking if I'm poking fun at fun at it through a cartoon because <laughs> it's not cartoons are not real life people, okay? Um, and if you take offence to that, then well, just harden up. <laughs> yeah, have your spoonful of concrete. Um, this is the real world, and pain exists. Anyway, back to my point. There's a lot of followers following Tess Holiday, and they think she's amazing, and she's powerful, and she's brave, and she's independent, and she's she's liberating um, other women to to come out as in her fat positivity movement. Um, but then there's doctors that are kind of thinking, well, maybe I, should, I can get some social cloud and, oh, shit, I can, um, I can virtue sing along with that. That person's got followers. They have leadership. They have power. Maybe I'll just go along with that status quo. Even doctors have come on to, to news channels and said that going on a diet and losing weight is, is more likely to kill you than being morbidly obese. Crazy is that, eh? And not going on a diet that's and not, eating whatever you want. That's not even based on facts. That's just like them being woke. Yeah. They're just trying to fit in to, to this new society. And if they feel if they don't fit in, then they'll be ostracized and rejected. And a perfect example of that is Adele, you know, and Rebel Wilson. Both of them were, you know, quite large. But then they went on diets, lost a shit ton of work. Um, weight and looked fucking amazing. Yeah, Dell lost all that weight and then all those fans and stuff hated on her. And Yeah. yeah. They, they called her out and, and the things that they called her were just atrocious. I mean, it's bullying, it's discrimination, it's racism. Because she wasn't one of their tribe anymore, they turned against her violently and aggressively. And the thing about that is that's nothing more than their own jealousy and, so, and, and projection because they don't have the self-determination to... Um, or motivation to to do what she did and actually put in the effort to lose weight. Yeah. So what she did is yeah. really difficult, and that they, they can't they can't handle it. Yeah. Unless they know deep down they can't. Um, and look, we're we're fans of of other uh, other channels that that have talked about this. Isaac Butterfield, you know, he um he says that um, accepting that you're fat is self delusion, and it's an and it and it's an excuse for weakness. I can't agree more. Didn't he say when he was younger he was a bit like a bit overweight and stuff? Yeah, yeah, he goes into quite a bit of detail saying that... Um, so he's been through it. Yeah, he's been through it. I talked about my, my journey of getting bullied. Um, now, we're not, we're not here to, to bully people into losing weight. Um, that was a beneficial byproduct of, of what happened to me. Um, but I think, I think people do, do need to be... Need, need a wake-up call, and sometimes that can be a painful wake-up call. You know, it's, it's like going to a dentist and they say, oh, well, you've got a cavity, it needs to be filled in. And you, and you go, no, I don't. I don't have a cavity. There's nothing wrong. I'm fine. My teeth are perfect. I'm, I'm happy and powerful with, with, my, with my cavity, <laughs> cavity teeth. That's Same vi- with being fat. That's violence. But I, I think, like, I, the point I was trying to get across is being healthy and stuff. It, it's nice. You feel good. You feel full of energy. You can do more activities, do more things, you live longer, like, like who wouldn't want to live longer, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact research on, um, 
like on average how many years less someone who is overweight will live. Um, and I know in research, there's always, you know, other, other factors that kind of come into it. Like if you have mental health or diabetes or, you know, any kind of um, metabolic um, health condition, or you might be on, say, antipsychotics or antidepressants where um, some of those side effects can be weight gain. That's a tiny portion of like we're, we're, we're talking about the people that just force feed themselves. Yeah. They could be healthy. Yeah. And look, this is not just a once off thing. You know, I've seen plenty of TikTok videos where their entire channel is dedicated to them basically saying, I'm happy with my, with my body and my weight and I can eat whatever I want. And they literally dedicate sometimes dozens of videos to them just eating whatever they want over a day. And then they, they actually calculate the calories and look at all the food that they've eaten in a day or a week and go, yeah, I'm happy about this. Um, I don't think their body's happy about it. No. <laughs> and, you know, smart, intelligent, rational people have looked at that and said the amount that they're eating, let's just disregard their weight for a second, the amount that they're eating for a normal person of that, of, you know, of their age, of, of that gender, um, you know, all those important um, factors because BMI is different for, for men and women mm. um, because, you know, men have 50% more muscle. So obviously, you know, bodybuilders on the, on the BMI are actually classed as obese, but obviously you know, that's because muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. But I guess what, what, what's happening here is, um, you know, they're, they're just ignoring all the science and kind of going, no, I'm happy with what I've eat. Yeah, well, when you reach that grave because you die of obesity, well, no one can prove that to you then. Well, on that note, <laughs> we just end it with, yeah, you could die from obesity. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This was this was an emotional episode. Well, um, yeah, I hope you guys liked listening to it. We're not trying to hate on anyone. We're just trying to, you know, put out there that being healthy is a better option. Yeah. Just want people to live longer. And we're trying to say that these people that think being obese is healthier, they're freaking morons, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, do your due diligence. Do you want to be someone who just follows the crowd? Um, and is essentially a sheep in you know from from a tribal perspective, or do you want to be a leader? Or do you want to be a potato? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Mr. Potato and Mr. Mind Mind Your Mind. Out. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>